Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, uh, Jeannie, Pastor Jeannie's got a word for us, all right, so let's welcome her, all right, as she comes to share. Thank you so much. I have a couple little props to uh, have for an aid tonight. Now, if you could please use your imagination, this is Moses' rod. Will you use your... Sure. Okay. So maybe he'll help so we don't have to work so hard using our imagination. So <clears throat> I... I do want to thank God and Pastor Dave for the opportunity. Of course, they've been painting, and um, so I said, you know, I'm available, and he said, good, and amen, because uh, these pastors have really worked hard here. So does, do you like the color? So beautiful. Great things he has done. My topic tonight is the power of proclamation. And I just want to say that again, the power of proclamation. And I think one reason I'm so passionate about this is my whole life, the enemy has tried to silence me, as he probably has you as well. But I know even from a child, I couldn't speak up in class. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't give my opinion. I remember one time there was um, a teacher in a parochial school in maybe third or fourth grade, and um, she said, can you tell me when I hold a paper up and I write with a, my pen like this, why, why doesn't my ink come out of the pen? And I knew the answer, <laughs> gravity. <laughs> but I was too timid. And there was a spirit of intimidation over my life. And until I became 19 years old and baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, I lived under a spirit of intimidation and an attack for me to stay silent. How many know what I'm talking about? And God has just put this phrase in my heart over and over again, is turn up the volume. You know, the enemy tries to keep us from singing, from praising, from shouting, from, from speaking God's word. And I'm here tonight to declare that there's power in the proclamation. So we want to thank the Lord for his word tonight, and Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that we have voices. You've given everyone a unique voice, and there's not anyone who has the same voice. Thank you, Lord. You need all of our voices, and that tonight that you will give revelation knowledge on the power of proclamation, that we can be used of you even in greater ways than we have in the past, that there's a loosing and a freedom and a setting free from any intimidation and anyone who felt that they've been silenced. We just break off shyness tonight, too, in the name of Jesus. Everyone said? 
So it uh, looks like Pastor Dave couldn't find the rod, and it looks like Cindy's coming with a... It is? <laughs> okay. Well, it's actually just for visual, so um, thank you, Cindy. And so anyway, we're going to um, be just picturing, I don't know, Aaron's rod, or Moses' rod just... We'll just use our imagination for both of them. Amen. <laughs> so the power of proclamation, there's great power available to us through our words, through what we say and through our voices. Turn up the volume. I'm just going to run through some verses here, and you can ask me later for these, but I just want to get them out in the atmosphere. Mark 11:23 tells us to speak to our mountains. In, in the Bible actually says that we can move a mountain. Is there a mountain in front of us tonight? I know there's mountains in front, in front of me in my life, but God says, speak to that mountain. When we speak to the mountain, we are using our voice. A proclamation is the act of saying something in a public or an official or in a definite way. It is a formal announcement. We're here tonight to make formal announcements, a proclamation of power, speaking forth God's word, declaring what God says, for whatever our situation is, there's power tonight in proclaiming what God says. And we can go around the mountain many, many times declaring what we see with our natural or saying what we feel, but we're going to declare what God says. The purpose of this message is by proclaiming the word of God in faith, we affect God's purposes in the entire earth. Selah, stop and think about it. By proclaiming what God says, we affect our neighborhood. You certainly know you affect your home. If you get up and you're in a crabby mood and you want to talk about everything that's wrong, we certainly know what happens there. But when we get up and we proclaim God's word in faith, we affect God's purposes in the entire earth. Selah, stop and think about it. Many times here in our church, we're making declarations of faith. You've seen it when we open the service. We make proclamations. We say what God says about a situation. If someone is sick, we say that with the stripes of Jesus. We know and we believe that God says you have been healed at Calvary. And we've seen testimony after testimony of things that can happen when we've used the power of the proclamation. Through the whole Bible, we see examples of proclamations and power available Say it by speaking God's word. Can we say that out loud? By speaking God's word. Matthew 8, 8, if you're taking notes, the centurion needed healing for his servant. Jesus said, I'm going to come. I'm going to come and heal him. What did the centurion say? Speak the word only. He said, no, it is not even necessary that you come. You do not have to come under my roof, but speak the word only and your servant shall be healed. My servant shall be healed. Jesus actually said about that centurion, I haven't seen great faith like this anywhere. So, and just to think that that centurion knew that all Jesus had to do was speak the word. What was Jesus doing? Making a proclamation of faith. And of course, you know that the centurion servant was healed. In Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel was a valley full of very dry, dead bones. I want to declare here tonight that that was a, that was like a, a symbol of hopelessness. Everything looked dead. There was no life. And if there's any situation in your life tonight where you think there's death, that there's no life, 
the situation was symbolic of complete hopelessness. But God says, speak to those bones. God says in verse 10, he says, he says, speak to these dead bones and say to them, you shall live. Speak to those bones. Speak to that hopeless situation. Speak to that person that's bound up with drugs, alcohol, in just wrong identity. We have relatives that we're praying for to be loose and set free. And we're speaking life to those dead bones. Verse 10 says, so I prophesied as he commanded. Ezekiel was a wise man. And he says, and breath came into the bones. Come on, let's picture it tonight. They lived, and they stood up, and they became an exceeding great army. Ezekiel prophesied. He made a proclamation, and there was power in the words that he spoke. And he said to them, live. Can we say tonight, live, to some situation that you think died and is buried? We just speak to that situation, and we say, live. Live tonight. Breathe. Let breath come into those dry dreams again. And live and stand up and become an exceeding great army. Proverbs 4.23, out of the abundance of the heart, you say it, the mouth mouth speaks. So what's in our heart, it's going to come out of our mouth. Proverbs 16.23, now this is very interesting if you do want to turn to this one. This proverb tells us that the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Power and proclamation. Let's just say tonight that we're done and we're through with talking about the circumstances. We are finished with talking about the symptoms. We are finished with talking about our lack. We are finished with talking about sickness and disease. We are finished with talking about someone who appears that they're never going to be born again. Tonight we make a powerful proclamation that there is life in our words. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So just think of it. Selah, stop and think about it. We can teach our mouth. Come on now. Talk to your mouth. Speak to your mouth. Say to your mouth what you're supposed to say. And that's exactly what it says there. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. We're in training. We're in school of the ministry. And it says, what are we doing? We're adding learning to our lips. Amen? So let's go from here tonight and teach our mouth what to say. When we start to say something like, well, I don't know if that person will ever see Jesus or ever get revelation. No, teach your mouth. Wait a minute. I'm not going to say that. Do this in, in your marriages. Wait a minute. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to teach my mouth what to speak. I'm going to speak what God says. I'm going to make a proclamation of power. And that the Lord God himself says that no good thing does he withhold to those who walk uprightly. I mean, when you know the word of God, I know Pastor Dave and I, from the very start of our marriage, we were both born-again Christians, and we were desperate for truth. And actually, we didn't... (laughs) I won't get off on this, but we didn't have a radio. We didn't have a newspaper. We didn't have a magazine. We did not have a TV. We had one book in our home. We had no other books to read. We had the Bible. And when he would, he would go to work, but we were, we just, we had to know what God said. 
And then, of course, as time went on and different things that you face, you could go from Genesis to Revelation, and you know what the truth says, and the power of that knowledge brought total freedom. And as we know the Word, we can't speak the Word if we don't know the Word. So we need to saturate ourselves and find out what God says about our situation, what His will is. One of my soapboxes is, is God getting blamed for bad things and um, getting blamed for black eyes and car accidents. It's because there's no knowledge of the Word of God. People perish for lack of knowledge, but you, almighty men and women of God, you have knowledge, and you're able to speak the Word only. You're able to send the healing Word. You can send the Word of God across the nations and across the world and see healing take place in people's bodies. Whenever I meet people from Ethiopia, I'm usually able to pick them out now because of our grandson. I say, you're from Ethiopia. And they're amazed. And I say, God bless Ethiopia in the name of Jesus. Ethiopia, be blessed. Ethiopia, be supplied for. Come to know Jesus. So we can teach our mouth what to say. We can add learning to our lips. And certainly by the grace of God, Dave and I have been able to find out what does God say about the situation. I know one time before I met Pastor Dave, and I didn't feel good, and I thought, well, maybe God, here's how kooky the body of Christ can be. Well, maybe God wants me to have the flu so I can lay in bed so I can read the word. I was like, no. But it's, it's, it happens all the time in the body of Christ where people think goofy thoughts like that. And, but you get in the word. And then when, when our daughter faced what she faced, we had to get in the Word and find out, okay, was there any spot in the Bible where Jesus did not heal? There was not one place in the Bible. In the Old Testament, he provided healing. And in the New Testament, he has provided healing. So we must know the Word, and we must teach our lips what to speak. Jesus himself said, the words that I speak unto you, come on now, they are what? They are spirit, and they are life. Jesus said it, the words that I speak to you. I give you these words. I release life into you tonight. I release life into your physical bodies. I release life into your homes, into your emotions, into your thought life. I release life and peace and shalom. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit. Let's release spirit. Give people breath to breathe. Let them get that second wind and help them to run that Jesus said that when he speaks life to us, that it changes our life from glory to glory. It changes us, spirit, soul, and body. We are a threefold person. And the word of God changes us, spirit, soul, and body. And we can send the word. Every time somebody wants healing, we say we send the word. We send the healing word that with the stripes of Jesus, that person has been healed at Calvary. Romans 4.17 says, God calls things that aren't just as though they were. All right? So let's begin to speak into our situations. Speaking those things that be not as though they were. Do we want, what are we believing God for tonight? What is our desire? What are we wishing to proclaim tonight? We can call those things that be not as though they were. We're crying out for salvations. We're crying out for people to come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, for bondages to be broken, for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, for people to be endued with power from on high, and for people to be loosed from any intimidation, any voice that has come to try to silence you like I was 
that I tried, they tried to silence me and I had to fight demons. I, I don't mean to be so dramatic, but, but I've had to fight demons. I've had to fight demonic attacks. I've had to fight for everything. But God says that with me, you can do all things through Christ, the Holy One, the one that strengthens you, the anointed one, for you are empowered. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I want to say this to you tonight, that you are the head and not the tail. You are above only. That's what God says, and you're not beneath. God says that you overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we love not our life to the death, but we will run and not be weary. We're walking and we will not faint. We, we run and we win. And we're too, how's it go, Kevin? We're too, too um, blessed to, if you guys write it in your Christmas card. Too blessed to be stressed and too well to be sick. Too healed to be sick. Amen. Oh, yes. Impossible to curse. Impossible to curse. That's Amen. Amen. See, speaking God's word, what does God say about the situation? Does God say that if we knock on doors, it shall be open? Somebody tonight, at, I don't know, the worship team is like knocking on a door. It's like, keep on knocking. Keep on asking. Don't get discouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself with the truth. Psalm 138, verse 2. And this is just a little introduction here, but we're going to breeze through the, the core of the Moses rod. But this is amazing. Psalm 138, 2, it says, God has magnified his word above his name. Think about it. In other words, God has magnified his promises above, above all his other revealed attributes. Selah, stop and think about it. Oh, how God loves his word. He has magnified his word above his name. How many love the name of Jesus tonight? We love the name of Jesus. Demons have to go at the name of Jesus. Fevers leave in the name of Jesus. The sick are healed. Leprosy is cleansed. The dead are raised from the grave through the name of Jesus. And here the psalmist says, he magnifies his word above his name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. Let's declare it. Jesus Christ is Lord. And to think that every knee will bow, every, every tongue will confess his name. And yet the psalmist said, he magnifies his word above his name. His name rests upon the word of God. We have such power available. Moses did not know the power that was available to him when he held that rod. Psalm 19, 4, let the words of my mouth, if you know it, just say it with me, be acceptable. And the meditations of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Then, of course, James talks about, James 3, 2. And then I want to turn together to Exodus. It says, if anyone can control your tongue, James 3, 2. You know the story. Come on, let's, let's be reminded tonight. Speaking all, see all these fingers pointing back to myself? James 3, 2. If we can control our tongue, we control our life. If we speak what God says, power in the proclamation, we're just in the flow. We're in the river. Our tongue is a tool. We use our tongue. We use our vocal cords. 
I beg you tonight not to be silenced. I beg you tonight to fight for your voice. I beg you tonight to speak what God gives you. And even when we say, does someone here have a tongue? Does someone here have an interpretation? I beg you tonight, I plead with you to use your voice and to speak what God says. Because when there's fresh voices in the atmosphere, it's a new anointing. Click, click. Be silenced no longer. Fight whatever demon you have to, but run fearlessly toward that enemy. For you shall win. You overcome. You are empowered. You have everything you need. There's nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing. We want to use this tool to say what God says. This tool, this tongue right here. Thank God we have a voice. Amen. We can speak the word only. We can lift our voice in praise. We can say thank you. I happen to be blessed to live with a thankful man. He says thank you for everything. He's thankful that he can get up in the morning. But thankfulness is part of praise. It's huge. If we can't say thank you, then we have to start right there. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that we're able to walk. Thank you, God, we're able to have toast in the morning. So we want to understand tonight the power and the principles of, of proclamation. And then if we could just look at Exodus 4, 1 through 5. This is the story of the rod of Moses. And I think it all, is it going to be up here? Okay. Okay, and this is 1 through 5. So, and Moses answered and said, well, anyway, he was talking to God, you know, about his situation. But behold, they won't believe me. They won't hearken to my voice. They will say, the Lord hasn't appeared to thee. But the Lord said, what's in your hand? He said, it's a rod. And God said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And what happened? You know the story. It became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said to Moses, put forth your hand and take it by the tail. Grab that serpent. Grab that serpent by the tail. And, um, and he put forth his hand and he caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared unto thee. Now, let's just back up a little bit here. Let's examine, I want to examine the relationship between the Word of God and Moses' rod. And I actually brought a Bible that I haven't used this Bible in a while. But anyway, I'll just put it here because I don't know where else to put it. But I want it to be in view. In verse, first of all, in verse 2, God says, what's in your hand? Now, can I ask you tonight, what's in your hand? Can I ask you tonight, what are you holding? Can I ask you tonight if you have a Bible in your hand? Moses had a rod in his hand a long time before, but he didn't know its potential. He had that rod, but he didn't know the power that was available. Do we carry our Bibles the same way? Do we have it laying on a shelf? Have it just sitting there and like, oh, it's a book. This is a living book. This book changes lives. This book heals bodies. This book saves people. This book translates people from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. This book breaks generational curses. This book changes lives. This is a spirit book. This is spirit and this is life. Now, Moses had a rod in his hand and God said, what's in your hand? Are we going to use it tonight? Are we going to use our word? Are we going to use our rod? Uh, verse 
verse 3, God said, take that rod. He had that rod a long time. And all of a sudden, God said, take that rod, throw it on the ground. And it became a serpent. What happened? Moses got afraid. It says he fled. He was afraid of the power. Has there been anyone here tonight, as God asked us to do something, have we used our Bible? Have we seen something supernatural? Have we seen the power of God move? Maybe a demon cast out. Maybe someone slithering on the floor like a snake. And we're like, wow, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm going to run away. I'm going to run backwards. But if, if we get shook up, we have to make a decision tonight. Are we willing to live a supernatural life? Are we just going to go ho-hum through life? Let's, let's make a decision tonight that when we can, we can throw our rod on the ground, it becomes a snake. But God says, I've given you power. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And that we tread on the scorpions and on the snakes. We tread over all, say all, all the power of the enemy. So... God, when God asks us to do something, let's not back off. Let's get our Bibles off the shelf. Verse 4, God says, stretch forth your hand. Come on, now let's just see this tonight in the Spirit. Stretch forth your hand. Grab hold of that snake. Get a hold of it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent, the tenacious, the energetic, and the tenacious, take it. We take it by force. Grab hold of that, that rod, that snake, and when he grabbed it, when Moses grabbed it, it became his instrument of authority and power. He used his rod to part the Red Seas. He used his rod. Thank you, Cindy, for bringing such a long one. He smote the rock. Water came out. He used his rod to perform miracles. He used his rod. He threw it on the ground. We already talked about that. It became a snake. Now... And we have a short video to watch, so I want to close up here. But as Christians, come on, our rod is the Bible. This is our authority right here. This is our book to see the supernatural happen. This is our book to see the miraculous. Let's not settle for ho-hum. Let's not settle for boredom. We release freedom tonight that no one here be bored. Um, like, um, I think I'm going to have to skip over a verse there, but... Um, let's go ahead and look at a three-minute video. I hope it's three minutes. And, and it's, this video says, speak life. For every situation, there's a proclamation. And after this video, we will read one more Bible verse, and we'll make a declaration and a proclamation. Amen.
gets twisted Other days my thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't, I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope you live or die Speak life Situation. A little higher. Get that love flow. Those words. Hallelujah. To the deadest circus tonight. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life on the cloudy days. Speak hope, speak love. Power in your words. Okay, you can just fade it there. Thank you so much. One last scripture in closing. This is Job 22, 28. And we will use the power of proclamation tonight. And this is personal, whatever you want to decree with the Lord, wherever, whatever situation you want to proclaim into. Job 22:28 is a life-changing verse for us tonight. And it says, you shall decree a thing. It shall be established unto you. And the light shall shine upon your ways. And I believe tonight that through the power of proclamation that you can decree a thing, you can speak it out loud, if you, however Pastor Dave wants to close tonight, if you want to get with a partner or just write down, decree a thing. But let's do this tonight. Let's decree a thing. For God says, we're agreeing with God, it will be established for you and your light will shine on. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of proclamation. Let's all stand to our feet, unless you're writing, but just let that linger, let that dream, that desire linger with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you've given every one of us a voice, and we shall not be silenced. And even as I pray in closing, feel free, please, to pray in the Spirit. Pray with your heavenly language. Thank you, Jesus, for the, the breakthrough that people are looking for tonight, the power of proclamation. And we decree a thing, and Lord, your word says it shall be established. We thank you, Lord, that tonight we can set ourselves in agreement with what you said 
about every situation, every condition, no matter what's going on, we can speak live and say what you say. And lives are changed. And in closing, it says, by proclaiming the word of God in faith, we will affect God's purposes in the whole earth. In Jesus' name, all for your glory. Everyone said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.